1: Killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. (laughs) Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. (laughs) Rex, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a. A feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. So, call simple question, but probably a answer that's deep-seated maybe in your family, maybe in heritage, maybe in lots of things. Why do you Why do you hunt?
2: I think for me, as probably a three or four-year-old child, uh, I remember watching my dad come into the backyard with some of his friends, you know, carrying pheasants or quail, and then dressing them. And I wanted to be just like him growing up. And uh, you know, when I in Kansas, you couldn't hunt until you were 12 years old or whatever uh, of a certain age, and. It was just such a bummer for me waiting so so long to be able to be like an adult, you know? And um, I remember my dad stopped hunting and basically just gave it up. And I thought to myself, how, you know, man, you know, like the desire never went away for me to, to continue to want to hunt. And I don't know other than it just seems so ingrained in my DNA, I guess, to, that's what we were supposed to do. We were, as you become an adult, go into the woods and go and hunt. And I was very fortunate to find mentors in my life that would uh, take me and teach me and and spend the time with me that I, that I did require to learn. And, um, you know, for me, just getting out there was... It, it once you got out there, it all just seemed so natural that watching the animals um, you know harvesting an animal and then bringing the animal back and butchering and then uh, cooking and eating it just seemed like the most natural thing in the world for me to do to want to do and to do if that makes any sense
1: yeah the there's a thing about the why that is connecting to something greater. Just knowing a little bit about your background, you know, that's that's meaningful to you. It's meaningful to Jesse and I. Mm-hmm. You know, that greater creator that, you know, we give thanks to. You know, how's that why built into who you are as a hunter?
2: Well, for me, like, growing up, we were, you know, still am a Christian man, and and uh, really my family was very religious background, and, and so for me, like, going to the woods or being in the mountains, it just, it makes me feel so much more connected uh, to something greater and feeling that you are in just a... You know that much closer to you know the creator of all of this you know and that it just didn't happen and so it just is so much more apparent to me when when I'm out there just observing it all that you know it's pretty pretty special to spend that time in the wilderness just watching everything it's not just about dropping the hammer down on something and killing something you know it's uh, the whole process and uh, being a, a bow hunter you, you get to observe that process in the animals and their life and what they do in such a closer realm. You know, hearing them and smelling them, you know, it just kind of makes it all seem so natural to me.
1: So you talked a little bit about bow hunting. <clears throat> you know, why would you choose to pick up a bow versus a rifle?
2: You know, uh, at the beginning, it seemed, you know, I rifle hunted. Um, Actually, starting over, I, you know, that's the one thing that my dad did do for me when I was very, very, uh, I don't know how old I was. If I was five or six, he uh, took me down to... uh, he was a, a volunteer firefighter and he took me down to a, uh, one of his uh, firefighters an archery shop in Pratt, Kansas. And he took me down and I got a bow and uh, a little compound bow and he got me lessons. And so they taught me how to shoot a bow and my dad wasn't a bow hunter, you know, but he got me involved with that. And then I remember buying a, bare bow at a garage sale across the street from my parents house and you know 15 different arrows and you know it was just always something I did even though I didn't hunt with it um, I just always shot a bow and you know when I started to rifle hunt later on um, rifle season was only 10 days long and so for me, I thought, how in the world can I extend my hunting? There's only 10 days. This is horrible. And because um, I, I just wanted to be out there. And so there was this archery season. And I thought, oh, yeah, heck, I shoot a bow. Well, that makes sense. I should, I should be a bow hunter. And so once I started using a bow and being out, you know, seeing these deer, when with the rifle, you would be pulling the trigger on them whenever you saw them at 100 yards or 150 yards. But with the bow, it doesn't even start till you know 30 yards. So it, uh, I learned so much more. I was forced to learn more basically with, when I started bow hunting, just to learn the animals' patterns and how they how they react. And so for me once i saw that and once i saw how much knowledge you could gain by using a bow about the animals and, and how much you could increase your experience in the in the wilderness uh by interacting with the animals that's what really i think tipped me over the edge to be a bow hunter you know and i still enjoy using a rifle some of the time but but with a bow in hand it feels just natural
1: you better than anyone and i'm seeing it because he just released it or he got i actually saw a trailer the other day you better than anyone can describe for us that feeling that connectivity of when you get up close a personal with an animal i.e. michael huntsucker big grizzly coming in you calling 40 30 20 that thing's coming and it's up close and personal just close your eyes and that is that for somebody who knows nothing about that moment that position that's why you belong
2: yeah it's a it's a powerful feeling Um, it's a very powerful feeling getting you know for me people ask would you get really nervous when you have the bears coming in. And I'm nervous before we get there, hoping that everything will work out. But once I'm in in their realm and I see them, and I see them coming, everything calms for me. And I, as a guide, I try to help the hunter stay calm. And it's always just been somehow, some way, ingrained into me just to be calm and it, that's the feeling that we all are living for and hopefully that that we get to feel that you know one more time you know every single bow hunt that i go out it's always man i hope i hope we're going to be able to get it done i hope we're going to be able to get in close but once it finally happens it is you know one of the most intense feelings and you know like for Michael and those guys being friends of mine, I mean, I'm just really happy that they got to feel that and could experience that, you know, for themselves.
1: Are there adjectives to describe that feeling?
2: (laughs) I don't even... I don't know if I could really think of something of that. Um, It's just... I'm drawing a blank on that, (laughs) yeah, it's just, it's just overwhelming, you know, uh, yeah, to be able to do that is just, uh, Hmm. yeah, you get just so emotional and then overwhelming and exciting and, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, I prefer to sh- show people is the best way, you know, to, to tell them is difficult and people never understand, understand the words, you just have to show them in person and that's that's the beauty of what I get to do with my job.
1: Cool. Somebody that you went up to knew nothing about the Pupinian What
2: would you tell them the Pope and Young Club is? Um, the Pope and Young Club, I think it's good to, that people need to know it's not just a book of numbers. It's not just a uh, bunch of old guys getting together telling stories. It's, I think it, their ethics and what they believe in is very important um, for new hunters coming in. There's so many influences out there, and the ethics that they live by um, and try to promote um, are what new bow hunters need to need to see and they need to understand. And these fine gentlemen here have been doing it for a very, very long time and living that life and and uh, life of adventure. And it's very humbling being here as a archery guide and an archer myself and to walk these halls with these very well known old school hunters that did it with equipment half as fast, half, <laughs> over half more in the weight of what we're carrying and it's hard enough getting it done with with all the new technologies and these guys here did it with <laughs> some very old school